Welcome to Metaphysical Romp with Reverend Paul Hasselbeck and co-host Reverends Bill Holton and Cher Holton. Discover practical applications to bring 21st century metaphysics to work in your life. Here's your host, Paul Hasselbeck. Welcome to another edition of Metaphysical Romp 2. This is the Reverend Dr. Paul Hasselbeck having yet another beautiful day in my consciousness and that's mostly because I'm inside, because the wind chill here in Kansas City is in the negative numbers this morning. So, hi, friends. How's it there? Hi, this is Reverend Dr. Cher Holton. And yes, I agree. It's another beautiful day in my consciousness. And this is the Reverend Doc Bill Holton. It's very definitely another beautiful, beautiful day inside the house in my consciousness as well. And as you know, Sharon and I are the co-founders of our thriving Global Center for Spiritual Awakening, and we are so proud of, of where that's going. We love this spiritual community. Invite you to check us out at gcsacommunity.org. Wow. I have my website, paulhasselbeck.com, where you can find my events as well as my weekly blog, The Absolute Word. And of course, we review or we share one of those at the end of every MR2, Metaphysical ROM2. And we are doing another episode. I think this is the fourth one on the work of Ingrid Patel Lee. And at first it was based on a TED Talk. And then we got a transcript of the TED Talk. And the three of us have now listened to or read her book. It's a very good book. And it's not a deep read. It's a fulfilling read is how I would describe it. So Sherry, you want to take it away? Definitely. And one of the things we love about her book is there are lots of how-tos and examples included in it. So it really takes you deeper in creating that sense of joy. And something that stood out for all of us in her book was the question, how can you tell if your surroundings are joyful or not? I mean, you would think you could tell just by how you feel, but she gives some very specific questions to ask yourself. It's sort of, I like to call it your joy quotient. It kind of identifies your joy quotient. Very good. Yes. So what are those questions? What I really like about it, too, is that her perspective, because she's a, a designer, is really triggered by the aesthetics of joyfulness, because you can find joy, joyfulness anywhere, and uh, she proves it. Right. As I was listening to that part of the book, I, I was driving my car and I was visualizing my condo and thinking, well, what can I add that would make my condo even more joyful? Yeah. Definitely. And that's what she's all about is we get to create it. We can we don't have to depend on things out there. We can create it. For example, Sharon and I just bought some brand spanking new mouse pads. They're circular and they got the yin yang on them. So they're not square, they're not rectangular, they're circular for our mouse. Yeah, and round Talked about shapes. Circles, round shapes yep. and how, how vivid they are. Yay. Yeah, yeah. So let's just kind of throw through some of these questions, and we might want to just pause and, and mention about them. But the very first question, I just love it, is how often do you laugh? A lot. 
Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. And just think about that. You know, are, are you a laugher or not? And there are people who never seem to laugh. They seem so serious all the time. And just that question to ask yourself, do I feel comfortable laughing? And do I laugh? Do I go ahead and laugh out loud? I know my laugh sometimes is so identifiable. It's almost too loud. And <laughs> everybody goes, oh, I heard Cher. I know that's her laugh. <laughs> And so. if you want a if you want a serotonin and oxytocin rush, laugh. Yeah. Yes. In fact, Absolutely. the laughing meditation, I'm just throwing this in, but the laughing meditation is a great technique that our, our listeners can use where you just start laughing out loud for no reason and see where it takes you. And before you know it, it's legitimate. You are really feeling better. Yeah, at first it feels weird and then it it resolves in being legitimate. It's a very cool meditation. It's so much fun to do with a group. Yes. People yes. are very tentative. And then by the end, everybody is just rolling over each other laughing. <laughs> yep. Uh, and here's another question for you. When was the last time you felt a true, unfettered moment of joy? Well, I am a natural at, at joy spotting. So I'm... This the drive I just took from Phoenix back here to Kansas City. There were lots of pops of joy. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking I'm going to share this, even though I can't show a picture since we're audio. But on our recent trip to Wrightsville Beach to do a program, we were doing our walking meditation in the morning in the hotel because it was freezing cold outside. Even though it's a beautiful beach, we couldn't walk on it because it was too cold. So we were in the hotel walking. And one of the things we noticed was this piece of Kleenex on the floor. And Bill said, look at that. And I looked at it and it actually looked like Mickey Mouse. And we showed a picture <laughs> of it to Paul. It's just, it looks like Mickey Mouse about to burst into a dance of some yes. kind. Yes. And that was that unfettered moment. And we both said, joy spotting. <laughs> yes. So the, 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 the joy spotting that's coming to mind is, is when I arrived at my Motel 6. Yes, friends, I stay at Motel 6s. It was in Roswell, New Mexico, and they had two four-foot-tall aliens painted green, and the <laughs> sign said, the light's been on since 1947. I yeah. love it. <laughs> that, that is exactly what it said, but it, it was so joyful to see those. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just one of those moments. And a lot of people would walk right by that and not even pay attention. Yeah. And that's the difference is noticing and yeah. seeing it. Well, Cheryl mentioned uh, our walk and, and saw the, the joy spotting involved on our walk. The spot we're talking about was about the size of a dime on the carpet. So yeah. you really had to look to find it. And then, of course, once you found it, every time you pass by, you your eyes were drawn to it immediately. And I'm happy to say it was gone the next morning, so they did clean. Yes. And, <laughs> and if, it, if it was me seeing it for the first time from a distance, I'd be going, wow, they're not doing their cleaning very well. <laughs> and yeah. then you look at it, and it looks like Mickey Mouse, and it's like, I'm like a little explosion in the brain. Right? <laughs> yes, that's exactly yeah. what it is, yep. what it is. The third question is the one that really jumped out at me. It was the one I remembered because I had read a little piece from this online to see if we wanted to get the book. And this stuck out for me. What emotions do you feel when you walk into your home at the end of the day? And how about when you enter each room? 
I just love that idea of w- walking into each room and saying, how does this room make me feel? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I can honestly say in my condo, it's small. It's like two rooms, basically two rooms in a kitchen. And I feel very joyful in every room. I make sure there's color. Uh, I make sure there's fun things to look at. I'm on, on a shelf in my very small kitchen. I have four cookie jars that are bright yellow and oh. have a circus theme. That that, oh. that the I, IGA stores, remember those? IGA mm-hmm. stores, they made one a year. And that and you could create this whole wagon. It's really cool. Oh, I love it. I love it. You a memory that comes to me, and you probably don't even remember this, Paul, but it was one of our sessions at the village. And you remember that for the uh, SEE, it was way back when we were in SEE, which is in the early days of our training. And you always did a 6.30 meditation in the morning for people who wanted to come. And we always went to that. And I remember the last day of the week, you did a meditation and you had us visualize our home. And you had when we put the key in and opened the door, we heard our house say, welcome home. Yes. I'm getting goosebumps to this thinking about it and remembering that that was such a powerful, joyful joy. And if, of course, if you didn't have a joyful home, maybe it wouldn't have meant so much, but it just felt so good. I just, I remember that. And and the home you and Bill have created is very joyful, very colorful with little, um, what they use, what they call Easter eggs, little surprises as you walk through. I love that. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, we love our house. And when we moved here, it was all white. So oh, we made my gosh. the walls, everything, even around the fireplace, everything, kitchen, white. So you know what it looks like now. Every color of the rainbow is in here. Yep. yep. <laughs> and of course, we've got, uh, which it, it never had before, stonework on the fireplace and in other areas of the house, in addition to the, the multicolored walls, which really, which really breaks it up and adds to the joyfulness when you think about it. And that's a good story, too, because we had tile put in our kitchen and then we had Bill came up with the idea to put it around our fireplace, but not like tile. So the guy broke it up into pieces, all on mm-hmm. different shapes and sizes. And he used that and actually designed the fireplace. Wow! And yeah. The guy who did it for us was the same one who did our kitchen. And he said that was the most exciting and fun project he had ever had. <laughs> yes. Yes. He had joy. Joy, absolutely. And he had been a builder, a contractor for over 25 years. Yeah. So that was quite a statement. Yeah. 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 It was neat. Uh, Our next question. How highly does your significant other or family value joy? Ooh, that is a really good question. And you know what? Even though I'm kind of a natural joy spotter and I'm with people, I'm pointing things out. The topic of joy doesn't come up. Does it come up for you guys? It does. More in my family, from my past, you mean, in terms of growing up and being in a family. It did in my family, but I don't think it probably did in Bill's family. not, Not much at all. Yeah. And you can feel the difference in family gatherings and everything. There's certain energies that are there. Yep. I think in our own family, yes, there was 
but there was also uh, we pick our we pick our friends and we think about our friends and there's a lot of joy. And yes. I think that's really important to be aware of here. Yeah. And maybe it helps us recognize, too, that if we're not a, jo- a natural joy spotter, it could be from how we grew up that we didn't learn it. And yeah. so this becomes even more important to recognize what power, that point of power that you like to talk about, uh, that we have that point of power in creating the joy in our life. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Is there another question? Um, but yes, who are the most joyful people in your life? We've kind of talked about that. And how often do you see them? Yeah. And then how often do you find joy in your work? Pretty much. Actually. That's pretty important. Yeah. We always had a saying ever since we started our own work, being on our own, we said, if we're not having fun, we're paying too high a price. Yes. And that's been the the motivator when we have made changes like our recent one where we've moved to become the independently the Global Center for Spiritual Awakening, that was the decision we made based on part of it was the joy factor of we want to be able to really enjoy what we teach and what we do and how we work. Wow. Congratulations. And researchers tell us that that joy is a is an in-the-moment experience, basically, but it leads to happiness which is a, a much broader moment over our lifetime. Yeah, I, I really love the distinction she made about that. Happiness is like horizontal time and joy is like spontaneous vertical. And uh, I see that so clearly because often when people are joyful, they jump up and down. Yeah. In fact, so. she talks about that in her TED talk. Yep. So that's actually a scientific thing. Jump up and down. <laughs> you can measure joy that way. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. The next question is, do you work for a com- company that is pro-joy, joy neutral, or anti-joy? How appropriate is it to laugh out loud in your workplace? Well, since we all three work from home, it's that's not an issue at all. No, it's not. But it's a really important one for people to look at where they work. And I think about meetings and, and when we do work with companies and go into these corporations and you find it in the different churches you speak at, I'm sure there's an energy that if I love her three words, pro-joy, joy neutral or anti-joy. And we've been in some places that I would literally say are anti-joy. Yes. And it's depressing. And that's a place where it's time to say, is this where I really want to be? So that so that those are the type of places for meetings you want to take little kids' joys and throw them on the table and yes. let and let the adults play with the toys, right? Yeah. We have done that. I bet you have, too. It's it's a fun thing to do. Although there are some where they are very, it's very resistant. You have to really work at getting people to even try to have a good time. Yeah. And you guys probably remember that I had a little red wagon that was full of of toys. I took in the (laughs) classroom and to use them as object lessons. And they were always a hit. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, because people want to have fun. I mean, I really think deep down we want the joy. It's yeah. the just been it's been sucked out of us so much. By so so much. You, while joy can be accidental, it really needs to be intentional. 
Ah, yes. yes. So, so listeners, how are you intentionally including joy in your life? Yeah. And Boy, that, goes, that sounds like a downer, serious question. Yeah, it? But it is a serious, <laughs> we need to get serious about joy sometimes and yes. how we're feeling it because, uh, you know, when you, when you don't have the joy experiences, that's what leads to the feelings of sadness or loneliness or depression. And if we allow that, just like the law of mind action, it works regardless. So if that's all we're focused on, we're going to experience it more. And yet if we allow the joy, if we create the joy and find the ways to create it, then all of a sudden that's what we're bringing in and attracting. Yeah. And, and as you, design your environments, home and even work environments, to to bring intentional, joyful moments. That's where the author got, got the word joy spotting, because it makes it very easy for us then to spot the joy that really is there to begin with. We just need to take awareness of it. In addition to being having spots of joy in your home, for me, it's very important to have beauty in my home. Yes, which I think harmony, that would probably fit her term of harmony. That it would. Beauty and balance, and and you have such beautiful things in your Thank home. You. And um, it doesn't matter about the size of your home. It's how I choose and select, which I think if I could just take a little trip to the powers here and grab the power of release for a minute. That's why it's so important to release those things that are no longer working for you or serving you because you want to make room and space for the things that do bring the joy. Yeah. And here's a suggestion to anyone who, who wants to clean up their house that way, or um, like I did when I moved from my townhouse to this one bedroom condo, the only things I brought into this new home were things that were a nine or 10 on a scale of one to 10. So, wow. ev so everything I have here are things I handpicked because I I guess I, I'll say it. I get a lot of joy at, at look, looking at these things. Now, practical things like a, um, a poster, or a blender, <laughs> those are nine or tens on practicality. And that's right. important. You need that mm -hmm. too, because that's part of your life balance, your simplicity of living. You want to have the things you need available. So yes. we are we are actually joyfully reaching the point where we need to get away. We've thought our questions would just be the jump off point, but they're so exciting to realize I can literally make a difference. Yeah. So there's going to be more folks. We have, we have <laughs> some tips come. coming. So, so for now, it's, it's time for us to joyfully look at the absolute word, which is based on Sunday messages appearing in daily word, a copyrighted unity publication and has been used with permission. And this comes from Sunday, January 14th, 2024. And the word is service. I express my divinity through loving service. I express my divinity through loving service. And we should say loving and joyful service, right? Yes. Yeah. I don't need special skills to serve others. I have willing hands and an open heart to explore expressing my innate divinity. 
This impulse to serve comes from my compassionate nature. I respond to the needs around me by, do by doing what is mine to do in the spirit of helpfulness. I do not think of reward or recognition. Simply being of service fills my heart. Being in service to others is a wonderful way to express my divinity through my humanity. My loving heart is open, my hands are busy, and my life feels purposeful when I am doing what I can to brighten another person's life or to make the world a better place. My humanity feels synchronized with my divinity when I serve and share my love and compassion. I express divinity through loving service. And what popped into my mind that was, as I was reading that was when you show up to somebody's home or in the hospital with just one single beautiful flower, how that brightens the room and brings a kind of joy to the room. Yes. So this is the Reverend Dr. Paul Hasselbeck signing off. Thank you for listening and thank you, Bill and Cher. That is our pleasure. And this is Reverend Dr. Cher saying bye for now. And this is the Reverend Doc Bill also saying bye for now. And the three of us invite you to express your divinity through joy and loving service. Okay.